Hello and welcome to Brown About Town. I'm Jay. I'm Nima. I'm Stacey. Okay, so would you rather? So would you rather be four foot eleven or six foot two? Six foot two. What kind of stupid question is that? Why would you want to be four foot eleven? No, it's like would you rather be really short or really tall for a woman? Why don't you just say that? <laughs> well, no, but I had to give like a specific. Oh, for a woman. I forgot. Yeah, some about people. That. I forgot I'm a woman. <laughs> six foot two. Well, you're a basketball player. Would you rather be? Oh, uh, true, true, true. No, I think still six foot two because I'm not about that like stepping on people to see life. Like yeah, <laughs> going to concerts. Yeah, and also, if you're really small and like like. So it's weird, mm-hmm. right? So I've had this conversation with like quite a few like tiny women that I know, mm-hmm. but also applicable to tiny men. But like you know, when you're like, oh, I'm so far, but uh, I look okay-ish, and then mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, for my height that doesn't work. Like if you're a certain weight, yeah. you're only be a certain weight really for like certain heights. For example, if, yeah, if you're four foot eleven, like I don't know, you couldn't. So I don't know what the the maths is, but like you couldn't mm-hmm. surpass a certain type of shape because they're like we would just look like physically we would not be able to hold the and weight. I was like, oh yeah. shit, your, your, your ankles <laughs> yeah, would I buckle under like, the weight. Yeah. Like I, I weigh way more than you would think, <clears throat> um, and it's weird. And they were like, yeah, but like yeah, when you're the taller like, you are, you like stretches yeah, out mathematically. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Um, so six foot two, I could be as big as I like. Apparently, um, I like that. <laughs> yeah. What about I'm you? Five eight. So I'm. Um, are you actually 5'8"? Because I used to say I was 5'7", but I'm 5'5 five, five and a half. That's true. I think I'm 5'8". <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I think like, you're 5'8". Eight, 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 yeah. You know, athletes, they boost up their stats, right? Because I remember going to uni and football players would have a certain weight and stuff and they were not that tall. I was like, I'm 5'8". Like, like, lie? Yeah, they'll like add ah. like inches and pounds. But they can't yeah. do that because athletes will have like weigh-ins and stuff like that, right? I'm like they will check. I went That's to the worst athletes. profession to lie in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm five ten. It's like, um, so like where you at the beginning? Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, so you'd so, so you'd be, be tall. six two, uh, yeah. and you'd be six oh, two not as well. Much of a stretch for you. Yeah. Yeah. Pun <laughs> 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 uh, intended. Yeah. 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 I think just taller is more advantageous. Yeah. In life. Yeah. It's just the doors. I agree. Thinking about, yeah, you have to bend down. Yeah, maybe I should have put a bigger a height, six like two, six no, foot six five two. or something. But oh, that's that's high as well. Yeah, for a woman, it's crazy. But it's, I would have wear I'd buy clothes, but yes, <laughs> you could buy the tall. I need my. It's hard to just run into a store and get some basic jeans though. And yeah, stuff. well, that's also what I was gonna say. And so even online. you say tall, but um. I think tall for women is still very like in the market. They think tall is like five foot ten or eleven. Yeah, because like mm. most things are designed for women. Like I don't know, five seven to yeah. nine in a certain shape as well. Yeah, because like I seem to have shorter legs and a torso for my height. Mm. So yeah. although like it's weird because my mum's like four inches smaller than me, but we wear the same leg length. Yeah, and I'm like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's the thing is yeah, being tall. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm quite in proportion. Like luck. Like you know, it's like All right, mm-hmm. shut up. no, like height wise, like I'm tall. <laughs> Showing off, but you're proportion. Yeah, no, yeah you but like it's like if you have a pretty proportionate body yeah. Yeah. my have. lower leg is longer though mm. but um, I think you, I find with the I always try and get like long because I'll be looking like I've got high waters for all my pants <laughs> if I get regular ones yeah, yeah. Like, so I just like super fashionable right now but true the thing is the reason I asked that question was because I, like people get really weird about being tall I'm, I'm, it's funny because um like my mum's slightly shorter than me like five foot seven or eight mm-hmm. and then I'm probably like five foot eight I don't know but I'm yeah. tall but um people often are like like people who have been older like my mum's age who were yeah. tall they're like really weird about it like yeah. she was like oh like you know I was really tall and it was like you know you're a freak well, or whatever and like being actually. a tall woman is seen as a like, negative yeah. thing so I thought yeah, but obviously true. you two do not adhere to that no, stereotype well, I was going to say your mum carries herself very well because I thought she was taller than you in my mind but yeah. she wears heels yeah no not really no no she wears crap. yeah she's just she's very tall <laughs> yeah, yeah no, but that's the thing like you, you'd think well, yeah, that's, I, yeah, I think it's more like normal to be this height though, but taller. Like, yeah, the, the kids are tall like, nowadays, yeah, yeah. boy. They've got me feeling like a dwarf sometimes. Mm. I'm standing in the queue. <laughs> Man, somebody said, 
secondary school kids are yeah they're really? tall yeah, yeah that's lanky yeah I think so and like um Oh my God, I remember Darwinism's happening. It is. No, my I remember one of my lecturers once. Like I was standing outside and I was with my friend who she's about my height, and then this guy who was like six foot three or whatever. Mm. She was like, "You guys," oh, and another girl, and she was like, "You guys are all really tall." Like, and she was like, "When I was your age, mm-hmm. it was like I was really weird to be like this height." She was mm. like, "It was like everyone would like point and laugh, but you know that sort yeah. of thing." She was like, mm. "Oh, so it's like more normal to be a taller." I think there is a lot of stigma, like uh, for like yeah. So for men, there's like pressure to be tall. Oh and yeah, yeah. tall and broad is very attractive. It is. I mean, I'm very guilty of um, <laughs> <laughs> applying this to men, but like, um, but for women, like yeah, it, you know, even if you're like a six foot two guy, like it's still socially it's weird for like a woman to be like five eleven. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, that's perfect. Like you look the same height. It's great. It's because especially like okay, let's just talk about Kevin Hart and Nico. Um, yeah, like she's just like i mean i'm glad that they are doing couples like that because you know mm. like what does no, it matter? I've, but i've been like and i've had experiences like when maybe like just being on a date or something and people are like oh you're tall like you know it's like it's actually like, that like someone said that to me <laughs> and like, then someone else was like just ask me like we're just walking and he's like how tall are you <laughs> i was like uh, are you serious it's like we're probably about the same height yeah. like it's like it's but anyway i say that but like i ask that all the time <laughs> yeah no i think it's different for men yeah. <laughs> i don't care if that's wrong they but. say a tall woman is a short man yeah, that's what my mum says anyway. <laughs> I like that. But yeah, should we move on? So Nima Brown about town, do you want to go? Yeah, um, so what has been... Okay, we watched Black Panther. Oh, it was uh, so good. Amazing. Oh, yeah. So freaking good. Like, oh, although I might be biased because I think I was just hyped before, but I do yeah. think it's genuinely good. But as a like Marvel fan, like I really like... I love superhero movies. Me mm-hmm. and uh, Stacey both discovered like two years into our friendship that we're obsessed with X-Men. <laughs> Like, yeah, as a yeah. person that's not really that fussed about apart from X-Men yeah I'm, because I'm just I'm a fan of good movies not just the comic books or yeah, just, yeah in just general because they're big movies yeah. but yeah so like I really like X-Men and Deadpool so there's very limited superhero movies that I find entertaining I'll watch them but I'm yeah, yeah. Mm. I so, don't know what yeah, other ones are there honestly yeah, best but... superhero movie I've ever seen and I'm not by, like, by saying I'm not a fan like I do watch them yeah, yeah. I'm just mm. not impressed yeah, um, because, like, uh, some of them are very good. Script and they don't have good. Sto- I mean, the comic books have great stories, but they don't often translate into the movies. Yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah. Oh my god. Like I thought Deadpool was good, and I was like, nope, this is so much better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't watched Deadpool. I need to check it out. It's really good. It's good. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. It's quite. It's like a bit of like an alternative kind of comic yeah, book it's, movie it's, kind it's of thing. Yeah. It's very sassy. But like, yeah. Oh, okay. Back to back. Back to back. Back to back. Um. It was amazing. The script. Yes. Okay, so there's no so major well spoilers done, apart man. from go watch it. It's so good. It's all the hype that yeah. it says it is. Spend um, those the coins. script is so funny. It's very clever. Yeah. Mm. It's very um up universal. to date and it's very universal. Yeah. Because mm. Nima was saying um you know sometimes the scripts are very yeah when you watch American films I notice that like okay because I've lived there especially sometimes like if I watch like even Get Out yeah there were some jokes like you wouldn't have gotten if you haven't watched like certain American sitcoms and yeah. like you understand the culture a bit more you might have a light laugh but it'll be really funny when you really understand what they're getting on yeah, about yeah. or whatever so like it was so good because they literally like they've been able to they were able to um, ride the wave of like social media viral yeah, stuff you know and like you know skim off it yeah, nicely yeah. and put it in the film and I think whoever and that's skipped what, to focus on the international like what is universal yes exactly yeah. which I Funny. think the whole film had in general like yeah. which was really nice so it was like yeah like like so I was talking about it with someone and they were like well what does it matter it shouldn't it just be a good movie regardless of the cast and I was like it really was yeah. Um, yeah. and I was like even like if you look at the relationships and the characters there's strong female like okay so 
they have a female and a male-led army. Yeah, like yeah. Yes. two separate armies, yeah. and they're both just as good, and they're both equally. Women and just, seem and more they just tie it in together so well. Mm. Um, and I was like, how amazing is that? Yeah, no, and I it think- doesn't seem like they're competing. That's what the great thing was. Yeah. It was like unified without seeming like oh, boys versus girls. It was yeah, like, because I think teamwork. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also the, like I was halfway through the film, and I was like, oh shit! Like I've just noticed that the um, in the movie the king is uh, is protected by a, a female army. Like it was so yeah, like, yeah. it was so seamless that I didn't mm, even notice that they were yeah, women. You didn't yeah, question yeah. it. Like, yeah. yeah, I was just like, oh, they're just warriors. They're not. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really yeah. I just no, I don't know. I just so really, I enjoyed well it, but like it's what I was, like, when I was watching it. I don't know. It's because you know those um like I was saying to you, Nemo about like you know I don't know if you've seen the Hunger Games, but like at the beginning when you first watch it, it's all very like setting the scene and like making yeah, like, so you story. start to understand the story. But it's like the first half, I think, is more like you know setting the scene yeah. and stuff like that. But I really liked it. I, I don't know. It was just kind it of just interesting. Kind of, it wasn't too boring. Yeah, the way it wasn't they boring. Told the backstory yeah, yeah. because yeah. that can be that can be Dragging. the downfall of a lot of <laughs> yeah. films. No, it was, yeah, it was very fast. It didn't feel like it was two and two hours and fifteen minutes or whatever yeah, yeah. it was. It didn't. It was yeah. very much like this happened, that happened, this happened, but like moving the story along. Yeah, and also although like it did have that like you know the whole is it Marvel or DC Marvel Marvel, yeah. Marvel. it did have that like kind of when you watch it you're like oh there wasn't really as they all are there's no real story it's yeah. just a sequence of events but it didn't feel like that it felt like there was a plot yeah like I wasn't because usually by the middle of the film I'm like what is happening why are you just fighting for no reason yeah, I yeah. think another reason to that would be like the way as much as it was so universal in terms of jokes and like you know being able to like appeal to all yeah. markets whether you whether you white black asian or whatever like yeah. i felt like it i felt like it was um relatable but then another thing too was i liked them i feel like there was a subliminal um message too mm-hmm. especially um like oh, i don't want to spoil it but i felt like it did zone in a bit on like um from my aspect and from what i've experienced like seeing different people from the black diaspora yeah like i felt like there was a message for like like, african americans yeah there was a message for africans Mm -hmm. yeah and even like others yeah as to like how we seem to act and we're like oh it's so wrong that you know as um okay with brexit for example yeah how elder elders like to be like oh we don't like immigrants you know mm. messages international messages were embedded in this film so yeah, well yeah. like they even oh man. i don't think no, no, no. i think we was gonna about it. i was yeah, gonna talk about something like in this. africa that happened but oh something that was international that happened years back that people have almost forgotten they embedded that into the film like they woke i think there was a slight wokeness but it yeah, wasn't yeah. heavy-handed it yeah. was like you yeah. should it was be still aware. good yeah it's still good movie. like yeah. I, I don't know but it's also superhero movies i think do have like quite a strong message like yeah not that do. i'm too much of a like as i am a superhero fan but mm-hmm. like um like for example i don't know if you guys have people have watched x-men but it's like um it's actually based on like there's Professor X and then like uh, Magneto who, mm-hmm. and it's like you know mutants we need to find peace and then there's mutants we need to like you know protect ourselves Run, yeah. and that's kind of like story and it's all about it was actually like based on racism in the 60s like that's mm-hmm. what the story is it's meant to be like a Martin Luther King and uh, Malcolm um, X Malcolm X like d- sense, dynamic yeah. and like when you watch it there's like really good interesting like messages all the time like yeah. it's like oh we're different oh we should try and like we should remember that we're families and then yeah. it's like families I don't know yeah there's all I think no, all I like superheroes and it's timeless yeah, yeah. yeah. so Black Panther like- has that but it's not it's I think in superhero movies that happens and it's like yeah. it's, it's so it's not like 
It's not like, oh, we're doing it because it's black people. That's why it's got a message. It's like, it's always yeah. got a message. Like, yeah. And I feel like watching it, it didn't even feel like it was obviously um, the messages were like um, about certain movements and stuff like that. But it wasn't like, oh, this is just about, it's like, you could apply that to any kind of um, movement for um, like Anything. equality or yeah. rights or whatever. And you can see, and I like how it represents the fractions, like we've been saying. Mm. Um, but it also shows like, you know, like going back to the superhero stuff, like good doesn't always, isn't always linear. Like good isn't good. Like yeah, yeah. Yes, so exactly. Like sometimes you can be good and still be frustrated and angry and maybe violent and yeah. think like doing things a different way but mm. it still doesn't mean and I think that there was lots of and even with the um, so certain villains obviously just died whatever yeah. but like other villains had very good redeeming qualities or redeeming stories yes. and, um, and I don't yeah again the, like the way the movie ends I would, I'm would i not going to say anything but when they um, yeah just the uh, it's I, just I good yeah, yeah, it's, a good, like, yeah, yeah it's a good yeah, ending it's a good story good. and also they build it into best personal villain of life award yeah. like, goes to Michael B. Jordan my god yeah he's so oh, oh my god he's so uh, sexy uh, every time he was on the screen I would make a noise yeah. yeah, I was like, "Who's this like hot Nick Cannon lookalike?" Yeah, <laughs> that, that is true. Yeah. Buff thing. Um, but yeah, there was a but, lot of like half naked bodies. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. But enough of like, if we if we like move on from talking about the film, but generally like we went to a uh, it was like a but it was organized by um, Black Ballad, which is yeah. like a a women's kind of media platform platform media yeah platform. and then a black women's media platform to try and like address uh, representation and blah blah yeah. and they held a. Um, like a, a screening and we went to that which was really fun it was kind of like um, yeah you had to wear it was like wear native clothes or black or black owned business blah, yeah. blah, blah. Mm. Um, I had my problems with that but that's fine and then <laughs> um, but then I was like I was thinking I was like I haven't dressed up this much to go to a club for like three years and I'm yeah. like putting makeup <laughs> on to go to yeah, yeah wearing heels I was like what am I doing but it was so like it's quite fun like going to that it's a good thing yeah. it's kind of like yeah so when I first saw it I was like oh what yeah. <laughs> and then yeah no, it was fun and I was like shout out to me the only brown person in the room yeah yeah, no, yeah <laughs> representation like, matters like, yeah. <laughs> was like am I the only Asian person here and I looked around and I was like I think there was one white guy and that was, was it, it? I, I think him. so oh, I think always yeah. got to be a white guy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was looking Sorry, around I and know. I saw some um, women in hijabs it's like they should know they're black and yeah. <laughs> like just like, <laughs> yeah. like okay it was great yeah um, no it was but, fun but yeah, yeah it just made me laugh because it was like um yeah, it was cool. It was fun, though, mm. like that kind of experience. And I do feel like it's like, I'm going to go see it again with like my family. Mm. Because we, we always go to see these superior movies yeah. and, and stuff really like that. And it was really nice seeing it's it. Like, um, so I was thinking, I was like, yeah, what was special about the screening? It was just nice seeing it like in a packed room. Yeah. Like, mm. There was hardly any, like there was no, we sat in the front row, that's how packed it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by, by no choice of our own. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just really nice seeing it with a bunch of people that were like, obviously, like just excited. appreciating the movie. But yeah. also, mm. yeah, excited and enjoying the same like aspects that we were all enjoying. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like oh, still- this is funny and great, but also we're still very like much proud of what's on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, it was, it was good. And it was, yeah, it was nice to see like dark skinned women as well. Yeah, definitely. Lots of natural hair. Yes. Lots oh, of like, the hair yeah, like, point. Yeah, yeah, it was really just, just, yeah, it was, And just like, I think you talked about this as well, Nima. Like, I, like, I really enjoyed seeing the like, I, how am I saying, the general, like, the different tribal culture. Yeah, yeah tribal that were embedded into one. So it was very one. like, yeah, it was great. It was like they tried to represent as much of it as they could. Mm. Yeah. Even with the costumes, I think you were very well me. read. Yeah. Yeah. There was, I noticed that, like, okay, so um, sometimes um, they would wear, the guys would have caftans on. Yeah. And then, which I think is more, I can't speak too much for the whole general African aspect, but I know, like, it's more of, like, a Sahara, mainly tribes that have been influenced by, like, um, Islam and Arabic um, influences. And then, okay, and then um, we've got... um, 
they had um kente cloth was also in there as well like it was so well done and then you could tell i could tell i don't know like eastern and southern african um tribes too much but you know like you could see that in some of the scenes as well in terms of even with like the um, warriors and stuff it was so beautifully done and um i've read so much since the film's been out articles on it but i know the director has actually traveled to lesotho and he said he was inspired by the that's um a little country in southern africa is i think it's almost like smack in the middle of south africa kind of yeah. thing but um he actually went there and he liked the way they were almost secluded and mm. like you know the ser- um the serene environment so that was yeah. what inspired the scenery for That's the amazing. film yeah so like it's oh it's so educational yeah, and also, yeah. just shout out to black panther breaking all types of records yeah, yeah. i think it's the biggest uh box office like breaking records in, in the uk in, in the uk yeah like ever That's major right? yeah for the, yeah, so for like, the first forget day Harry release Potter, forget everything else and also it's the biggest most or it's either the most funds or the fastest or both maybe kickstarter mm. campaign ever so mm. again, globally I, yeah, too. we were talking about how confused we were but there's a lot of stuff on social media where people have been um using kickstarter and raising money in mm-hmm. other ways for people around the world and in like kind of deprived communities mm. so that um you know young black people young minorities can go see yeah. black panther yeah. and see it on screen and and i was just like why are there is money to for kids to go cinema but yeah, yeah like it's it makes the biggest sense. kickstarter and i think mm. they've actually raised money for hundreds and thousands of kids yeah. to go see and like people like the reactions like the film videos of like kids finding out they're gonna go see black Panther. oh it's so cute oh, it's you saw the kids dancing yeah. in that private feel yeah. like yeah like the fact that we have access to them we can afford to see it yeah all the time. i saw um sorry quick one like celebrities i've still i've noticed lupita sponsored like over a thousand children from her local town in kenya in low um, income areas yeah to is go she and from watch kenya it. see i was, she's I was, kenyan, I was she, she yeah. was born in mexico so okay. she's mexican kenyan okay and then um she's also um brie lawson i think Larson or I can't remember but she's going to be Captain Mar- Marvel or something like okay. that coming yeah. up she on Twitter was actually tweeted she was like if you're willing to sponsor people to watch the movie it's really important you know riding on that wave of community like gathering together Yeah, she did that and she was retweeting people from all over the world who were willing to like donate two tickets or so yeah. for people to go watch the movie I was like I love the way mm-hmm. this film is bringing out another aspect of like yeah. you know like sharing the wealth it's almost like I don't know if I'm right you'll be able to like correct mm-hmm. me Jay but if it's like a form of socialism in a way yeah, like, like you know like yeah. leveling the playing field like yeah. and it's crazy it's I didn't think of this enterprise, yeah. but it's fine but, yeah, but <laughs> I'm happy I don't in care. a way that, um, what was I gonna say yeah because it's it's really like it's really good for me to see because you you don't take you take it for granted because like I know for a fact all the people there are so many low income people in like Africa Asia and everywhere well, even America a lot of people yeah, in America yeah, like, yeah. low income families in America they that's why they stream illegally because the cinema is expensive yeah, yeah. yeah. fourteen pounds or something ridiculous for yeah. oh Wednesday yeah like, bring back Orange Wednesdays yeah <laughs> I mean I'm sure I would love to carry on talking about Black Panther for the next hour yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll come back to it so if you've watched it or if you've got any some cool facts or anything like that about what's happening around it about sure. representational diversity mm-hmm. or just if you just really enjoyed the film yeah let yeah. us know yeah, that's but, um, you know, what, what's also been happening in Brownabout Town? Well, actually, we were going to talk about... We got an email from Ooh. someone, which is very exciting. His yeah. name is Scott, and he is based in America. Yeah. Um, well, and, well, I'm Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he um, he actually emailed about... So I'm, I'm sure if you're a regular listener, we've spoken about gentrification before. So mm. um, it has a lot of definitions, but... Mm. Um, it's well in, from my perspective it's when uh, a low income area a lot of people move in with like higher incomes because of the cheap rent and then end up pushing people out 
yeah. um, people yeah. who were there before and like opening businesses that are not catered to the local community yeah. that's my perspective on do what... you have a sociological um general kind of like definition for us because... um no i wasn't prepared with that oh, okay <laughs> but sorry thanks, i just thought thanks, based on your background yeah um, no, okay. no, but that's, that's... Um, but just also because it, it's i mean in the uk and i'm sure like in america as well like in in the west it's a very sociological term in like in the last i'm guessing like couple of decades or yeah well it's been like it's it's kind of it's always been around like it's a kind of like you see neighborhoods changing a lot but yeah um, i mean a lot of times it's about white people basically middle class white people moving into areas and then yeah pushing up the road as i just kind of described i think that's kind Mm -hmm. of the general definition um but yeah, Scott emailed in and he um, basically said, he's like, I looked up the dictionary definition of gentrification, which basically cleaning up a neighbourhood. Also, I've noticed that um, neighbourhoods in Atlanta, what he's from, lives in Atlanta, have been, are becoming gentrified. And this has definitely moved some of the low income residents out. And he's like, I can definitely see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he said, however, my neighbourhood is predominantly African-American and plenty has plenty of affordable housing, aka government housing. These two combinations tend to mean bad neighbourhood, but... I thought it was a nice neighbourhood anyways. Um, Sorry, I'm reading this a bit strangely. Um, Let me just summarise it. Um, So he said, so someone he knew called his neighbourhood gentrified and he was like, he wanted to debate that because um, there's too many people of colour still there for that to have been what happened. But uh, according to the definition, like, you know, cleaning up the neighbourhood, it is true. He's like, says his neighbourhood has had many families in it for years and families who live there decided... Um, no more like no more late uh, late night violence with, while their kids needed to be asleep so they cleaned it up and um, businesses shut down and earlier and most of the trouble seems to have stayed, stayed away so like mm-hmm. like bad businesses and stuff mm-hmm. um, so like the old saying nothing good happens after dark comes to mind and he's like they basically gentrified their own community because they got rid of like you know the cleaned it up yeah. and like tried yeah. to like sort it sort it out um added side- sidewalks street lights and encourages businesses to clean it up and he was like um basically they're handling gentrification in their own way mm. and it, the kind of community prides itself in maintaining a clean and safe environment mm. um and which I thought was quite an interesting kind of like perspective and example mm. as well mm. yeah. because um so I do like I think the thing with gentrification is that like it doesn't come from when if it comes from local residents and it comes from like cleaning up the neighborhood and like mm. community things and like providing things that's fine obviously yeah, and yeah, it's not yeah. pushing people out it's kind of like just cleaning up a neighborhood but that's not really when I speak about gentrification it's more like and I think in the UK especially it's kind of like specific housing policies and like specific from the top down yeah from the top down and like um so for example if lots of coffee shops have opened up in the area i live they didn't used to exist um the reason that they have kind of been allowed to pop up is because Mm. the council will say yes open three coffee shops and they they could say no don't open a corner shop don't open this don't open yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever i think the problem here is is for example like shoreditch is was it shoreditch or like that sort of area is a very good example of that and it was in the news a few years ago and it was really big is because opening up things like that like commercial things where people who you're, you know when the government are doing it and knowing in an area that people are poor and they can't afford already to live there Pushes and instead of out. making it more affordable and making more social housing they're being pushed out by mm. you know this stuff happening for example um when this um like hipster expensive international cereal shop opened and it, you oh, know, yeah, it was like Dawson, selling yeah. American basically mostly American sugary cereals that are not healthy for young kids in an area that was like um, 
like highly populated by like young families um, of mm. families of like colour as well um, and they couldn't you know they're selling a bowl of cereal for like six pounds yeah. and people can't afford to eat breakfast in that area yes. and they, they, you know they're so, relying on like school programmes where they can get access to breakfast and stuff like that yeah and so it's like it's I mean, from that example, it's very clear that is not for those residents. It's for yeah. people that you're trying to attract to the area. You want to be yeah. like, oh, it's nice. There's lots of coffee shops. Oh, there's this and that. Yeah. And then obviously, like, this is it's like, like, slightly on the side, but like um, the government's policies in the UK are very focused on home ownership. So, um, mm, yeah. so they like basically stopped investing in social housing. And then also they've brought out policies such as this thing called pay to stay, which means like if you live in a, like a flat, imagine mm-hmm. you mum and some kids, it, if you earn, it was, they, this didn't come to fruition, thank God, but like it was like, if you earned over £40,000 mm-hmm. um, as a household, so like, you know, if two people earn 20 grand a year, then you have to pay market rents. You can't pay social renting prices. And, and it was like, what? Yeah. yeah, basically. It was a bit higher in London, but basically it didn't happen because people like were against it. Thank but God. that's just like the government was basically like we're not helping people who earn money and live in social housing so basically that's making people have to move because you obviously can't pay market rents yeah mm-hmm. if you, i mean 20 like 40 grand is not a lot of money for a household like there's three yeah. adults not for a household yeah yeah for three yeah. adults like it doesn't make any sense and with london rents if you know there's no cap cost no of control. living yeah, here, exactly. period yeah. yeah the market rent yeah. like and even things like you probably would know more about this jay uh, but like you know things like right to buy yeah, yeah it started off so this idea like that. um you know like making it more accessible for people from working class f- uh, backgrounds but then it just kind of built this reliance on like one and, and, and weren't government going to change something like if you um they they tried to get rid of right to buy which is where if you lived in a um a, like a council or social housing um you would get a discount price on market value mm-hmm. and made it really affordable and obviously the prices steadily went up like you know it was like you know if the market value is like 50 grand you can have it for like 10 grand or something like yeah. that and then it just like the disparity got bigger and bigger mm. um, and they tried to get rid of it by saying like if you ever bought something like that then you would never have access to any sort of social housing support yeah. um, in the future or something and it's like well just because you did that once doesn't mean that your kids won't have you know like yeah. you have three kids what are you going to leave one tiny council flat to three of them yeah. and their families mm. like you know yeah that's the thing so right to buy is basically yeah like if you live in social housing you have the right to buy your the social housing housing property which you know in a country like England where home ownership is a real focus mm, of like yeah. being a good citizen or whatever like that seems good but also the money that the council's raised from um from those sales of properties it meant that they weren't allowed to invest that into social housing further social housing it was just like pure profit on other things but oh. um i guess to go back to kind of scott's email like it's is gentrification oh sorry i had a friend who also had like a she described gentrification like from an artist's perspective she was like oh isn't it when like poor artists have to move because they don't get paid for their art move into poor areas and make them nicer and i think that's like that's the perspective that a lot of people have about what gentrification is it's like, oh the neighbor needs clearing up yeah. and also i think people be like yeah that's not how it works mm. um but like that's from the perspective of like someone who's just like didn't know what the neighborhood was like before like yeah, it's just like oh we've just come yeah, in oh look there's all these murals and it's nice now mm-hmm. and you're like and i think you're just, just describing where I live like yeah, yeah. My even Peckham isn't it? In, that area. <laughs> Peckham. in my experience of like business is changing in my area it's just yeah yeah but the thing is it's like that it kind of that perspective kind of makes you think that there was nothing there before mm. so it's like so in Scott's example it's kind of like the people who were there before Took are control, doing it yeah. and like they will be involved in their neighbourhood and they're active in their neighbourhood but in this way not to say that people who live in the areas are like passive it, mm. when this happens yeah. but you don't have you can have control over like talking to businesses and saying can you make sure that you close at this time or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. but you don't have control about how much your rent is 
Like, yeah, exactly. if you, especially yeah. if you don't have house, like if you don't own a property, yeah. you're mm. basically just a, it's the whim. It's like yeah. oh, I can't afford this. Like there's a lot of minority families moving out of London because yeah. they can't yeah. afford it. Living and, outside, and it's a mixture of like you know like um, it's not really a policy, but this is what I'm hearing more and more when uh, families need access to housing, and you know there's a shortage, and you know they're put in temporary housing or they're homeless um, and all this stuff, and when they you know because you know they might have been from London forever, mm. but now the the kind of the policy is like when it's so overcrowded they're pushing it out and it's like a voluntary like well you're going to be stuck in temporary housing or a and b for as long as we can we will put you there yeah. or we're offering you a place you know like 60 miles away yeah do you want to uproot your whole family and give up your like roots your like everything your local community um and just be able to provide for your family mm. and like so it's just like forcing people to leave and it's like giving them no other option mm. it's like be homeless or move to manchester or move to wherever they're putting you yeah mm. it's yeah i think it's kind of having the the freedom to kind of like make an impact comes from like having experience knowledge skills understanding of housing policy all that sort of stuff is how you kind of like can not stop gentrification but like you know have an impact on it but there is a lot of times where you don't have any control over it and especially Mm. in london i think there's so much demand you can't fight against that demand is like if like a, a landlord someone's like i'll pay market rents and some a family's like we've been here for six years and we can't afford to pay anymore yeah the landlord can just be like well yeah. and, and international people yeah. buy it, property in london too that's yeah. what causes yeah, the problem because they pay yeah, those high prices yeah i was gonna say like the, yeah another frustrating problem is local local is part of gentrification is you know you're being told that there's too much demand and there's it's overcrowding and there's not enough space and when you see perfectly good spaces that was social housing mm. being knocked down and replaced with commercial spaces yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or small two bedroom flats you, you know you're seeing boroughs that were like boroughs that are sitting empty pretty much almost mm-hmm. or like the fact that certain boroughs wealthy boroughs are having local businesses shut down because there's so many empty properties owned by international people people are it's and only around see, in summer people, yeah see people, seeing people pay like it feels like you're seeing rich people pay a high premium mm-hmm. to keep somewhere empty to stop people that they think are below that's them what it is there. Yeah. that's I what need- it is they're like I want to keep this area so pristine from poverty yeah. <laughs> that I'm going to I'm going to pay out of my pocket to keep something like and stop people accessing it. I think, yeah, no, I think so. Just, I don't think we've spoken about Grenfell really on the show properly. Mm, So Grenfell Tower, if you don't know what happened, it was a social housing place that wasn't built properly because they wanted to gentrify the neighbourhood and they just put, they made it unsafe. Mm. Residents there... So this is the kind of talk about the power thing. This mm. is in um, Chelsea, which is the richest borough in like England or mm. London or whatever. Mm. And it's like the people there complained. Like there was no passiveness from those people. They were like, yeah. we wrote to the council, the head group. For years. They, for years. years. They, yeah, it's actually really, really upsetting to read like the, the letters the they wrote. Story, like, it's like it's yeah. not safe. The fire, if there was a fire, this would happen. If there was a fire, yeah. this would and happen. And there was a fire. And, and, and it yeah. did. And it killed 71 people. Mm. And it's what? just... Minimum, people, yeah. minimum. Yeah, yeah, minimum 71 people confirmed, basically. And it's like, those, like the people in Scott's example were able to take control and mm. like make an impact. But those, you can't say the people that were living in that, that tower block did didn't try. try yeah. They tried and they tried and tried. And they and were tried. shut down. They were shut down. Like, so you don't have that much, like that the, especially in social housing. Like if you have your own, I think in America, it's probably a bit different, but I don't really know the gentrification story. Obviously it's kind of yeah. started there. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, the... um. Oh, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, the, you don't have control. Like, it depends what the government's like and what... And who's representing, what, who's representing your representing, area. Yeah, too. and like, what kind of... Because now you look at 
like look how many people understand what the problem was and we see it. I didn't know what was going on with Grenfell Tower. I didn't really know anything about that. Yeah. But now yeah. I'm like, I can't believe that happened. Yeah. I can't believe we didn't know. Yeah, and the worrying thing yeah. is that we were all still perfectly aware that there's um hundreds of buildings filled with people that are around the um well just London that I know of but I'm sure it's around the country yeah. uh, where people are living in uh, buildings that are uh, either built the same way or I think below the standard they're yeah. actually they're, they're not they weren't badly built they were just uh, the, the they were updated mm-hmm. I'm using air quotes which <laughs> basically material. yeah which was which was another problem that a lot of people drew highlight to was the fact that they weren't visually appeasing because they were never built to be visually appeased they were built to house people safely mm-hmm. and so they made it unsafe by trying to make it fit in with the kind of like visual yeah. appearance of the borough and using um, material is, they're not which supposed is, yeah, which to be using to lots and lots of like estates and buildings around the country and it's worrying that now like now there's people if they weren't already aware like know that they're living in an unsafe building and it's happened yeah like mm. the worst has happened that yeah. means it, it can and it probably will happen again mm. and the frustrating thing is now like it looks like it seems like no one's doing anything about it so yeah. like you said it's mm. the, like i'm sure people are campaigning i'm sure people are protesting and i'm sure they you know they're, they're speaking to the local government and nothing's being done like mm. even in the media we thought okay that's it you know what was it that we were uh, people were pushing for an inquiry not an inquest oh yeah yeah or the other yeah, way around yeah, yeah. whichever one one you can face criminal charges and one is just a report basically yeah. um yeah and you know and the government was not changing and they're not budging um and people are still pushing for it but yeah. like it's died down now as in like the hype in the media yeah. but people are still probably out there working tirelessly yeah and well it, it, we have like we feel like a, i don't I, I feel like we feel like we're powerless yeah, we, like, yeah we, it, but like you know what I mean like no people. I think I think with Grenfell that was like for me it was uh, so like probably one of the most upsetting well it's the worst thing that I've seen happen in England it's horrific, like, so, yeah. because it's just I think what was shocking it felt very much like us if you get what I mean like mm, it was like yeah. you know when you see the tower block and you're like I know people who live in tower blocks you know yes. I'm, my family have lived there before yeah. you see the people there and you're like you're like the people I know like you, yeah. like this is the working class community of yeah. London people that you I'm aware of like, school with. Yeah, yeah exactly and I know it's like someone who knew people who lived in the building opposite you know you forget mm, like yeah. that people in the building opposite I saw that people, happen yeah, like, and yeah. they could hear it like it's not like it, a fire is quiet screens, like it's like yeah. and it's like and there was like a school next door and it's just it's just I don't know what the impact but, is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very like, you know, like, yeah, sometimes I forget because I feel like I'm so bougie these days. But like, I grew up on an estate and it's very, like, if it, it just, I was like, that could have happened to me, like, when I was yeah. younger. Like, could happen to my family and my friends. And it's just, yeah, there's, oh, it's just, it's, yeah, there's a lot of powerlessness. And, and I, I think, think the, London. The reaction after is, I mean, all the actions or the lack of actions that's happened after is almost mm. a. Um, it's worse than what actually happened. It's like how many they really people, don't care. How many yeah. people yeah. did you have to burn alive? Like what the mm-hmm. f- for you to yeah. wake yeah. up? That's yeah. I think with yeah, I think London is a very interesting example, like in terms of gentrification and like social housing and like mm-hmm. poorer brown and black people. It's kind of like it's such a world city. There's so many layers to it, and I think a lot of times people only think of London as Tower Bridge. It's yeah, pretty London yeah. Oh, like city especially people who mm-hmm. move here I think they just see oh like there's nice coffee shops it's like there's a community and there's people that yeah. have been here forever yeah there are lines you know the, yeah. I think the, the, the worst thing for me or the worst thing is in the, the biggest realisation is I always think of this like as an, an American thing because of like the race relations and stuff there so you know like when Katrina, Katrina happened and it's like I'm aware of it like that you know like lots of black people were just like well if you weren't already aware we definitely feel like second class citizens now yeah. we're not, mm. our, our lives are not worth the same mm-hmm. and that's why I feel like that the whole Grenfell thing yeah, and I feel like it wasn't necessarily thing, yeah. even saying it just you know it's like 
you know, if you're poor or you're a person of colour or if you're anything that isn't basically well off and middle class. Yeah. Or if you, yeah, if you don't have... You're not a young working professional. Yeah, yeah. Your life is not worth it. And then it was like further than that like it was people's other people's reactions so when some people were being rehoused I remember this story that really this one um, like middle class couple that were like in a very expensive tower block and um, you know they were like you know we've come for blah blah we worked really hard to live here they were so offended by the fact that some uh, people from Grenfell victims might be rehoused there that they said they would actually move out like at their own personal expense they would give up yeah they would give up you know they were like well they live there for free and we pay thousands of pounds to live here can I, can I just say social housing is not free just in case anyone was wondering mm, yeah. people pay yeah for, they do to pay, live in yeah. social there's no it's not even that cheap like people act like it's less than market rent but it's not like say yeah, a three for someone that doesn't like, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's for not someone that doesn't earn a lot it's a lot yeah, yeah exactly and it's just like I think that gets on my nerves as well because people think it's free and but it's not the, like, <laughs> like, between like as in the cost of social housing versus the income of those families yeah it's not any different to what like the percentage than what normal people are paying normal yeah. people people that have more money are paying yeah yeah private so, rent know, yeah and also uh People who live in social housing have normal work, normal jobs. Yeah, every, like they're not all just, on benefits. Yeah, it's um, just I think people just have a really stupid misconception. Very ignorant. Just the fact that, it's yeah. like, well, yeah, like so you you say you you like lived in a, a state when you're younger. My mum grew up in an estate My when I was old. Like, and like yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's like, and it's it's, it's not like that's not like children who live and are born in on yeah. estates or it doesn't. It does dictate that where they go a lot of times, but it doesn't mean that they can't work or they don't go to school. Yeah, they, they don't have the potential. Or their yeah, parents aren't like yeah, exactly. uh, their families or whoever's providing for them. It's like London's uh, is not, expensive, yeah. incapable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's anyway, like, yeah, yeah, I guess it's just, just, yeah, it just. I don't even know what I said before, but I'm just like it makes me so angry. Yeah, but just the fact that I was like, well, go on, then give them your place. No one cares. Yeah, but exactly. it was just yeah but I think yeah like it's not it's but then uh, uh, to end on a small positive for Brown About Town mm-hmm. it was very nice when um, um, when Grenfell happened and obviously there was all these problems with the government not acting and like the local community stepped in and well. it was like not even the local but like internet like expats and like international community people mm. were like oh I work for a housing thingy I have af- you know access to like 10 properties in West London if you need somewhere to stay let me know mm-hmm. and it was like yeah because you know people were in community centres and stuff like that and and the the council weeks later was still not housing people and people were like well if you need somewhere to stay let me know yeah. as long as you need it we can offer you a place for free and and it was just nice to see the local yeah. community and, yeah there was a lot of- and it was a, it's a mix of people it was people that were really really privileged and well off and yeah. were willing to share and and so there is yeah, positives think- out there but it's just it's not enough really but it's nice to think about that yeah I think a lot of times it's top down like government Local yeah. level rather than it's not an individual thing it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a policy kind of aspect anyway shall we move on yeah, to snap yeah. crackle and pop because so let's see if it gets but thanks for your email Scott <laughs> 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 no visa, yeah I think when basically it's when it's grassroots cool and when it's top down you need so to take nice you need to at least take yeah, yeah. yeah in Atlanta and I, yeah. I and I wish we had the power to do more stuff like that to be yeah honest. I think people do like the, you know we can't pretend that there's not community no, stuff in England but yeah, yeah. But I mean to affect that level of change yeah or, yeah it's to good. have that power yeah. to do that I mean exactly that's very heartening well, there's no bureaucracy you know I mean mm. less bureaucracy yeah I think so um, um, yeah so snap so crackle and pop snap crackle and pops oh, pops um, <laughs> what, what's happening okay um, so I've got Oxfam here oh yeah notes. Oxfam so uh, I don't know if this is too depressing to talk about um, let's do it real quick uh, uh, <laughs> yes. Oxfam, uh, Oxfam workers uh, basically were doing sexual exploitation on people in Haiti yeah. and other countries oh, shit, when I was they were watching the MASH report this morning yeah and yeah. they were talking about that yeah it's disgusting basically they um, yeah like um, high up people 
would basically get child prost- well, sorry child prostitute is not a word exploited children yeah I was <laughs> like, about to say when they word. said child prostitutes I was, I was like, like children are not they prostitutes they just had a natural disaster yeah, like, like people not, are trying to they're eat. not working this is not a job yeah. like, like, someone's exploiting them <sighs> but more two, at least two people are exploiting them yeah. and mm. then like then Oxfam they got rid of the they let the guy resign and then gave him a reference to go work somewhere else and it's just Shut like well he worked door. at Action for Children and then like at the same kind of level and they brushed it under the rug yeah exactly so this is why i always say like i mean like kudos to people actually working in those organizations and doing amazing change and stuff like that but like i work in the sector and i just i'm very skeptical like the bigger the organization not necessarily always bigger but like when it's like people that when they're asking you to give money like i just think they just and it's like uh, i don't even know what i'm trying to say yeah no no yeah like there's not there's no clarity and it's like where where's that stuff going like who are you employing how are you how are you making sure that you help people what are the policies yeah Yeah. it's disgusting and you think just because they're big they're organised and it's like actually it's even harder yeah and if anything it's always like a certain small group of people that are controlling who's coming in who's going out making sure the same people yeah they yeah. And the same it's people crazy. earning so you know like when you look at um, some of these international um, organisations charities um, the 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 level of pay that some people at the top are getting and you're like and when they're donor funded that's the problem I have when they're funded in other ways it's where the fine. rich people well, work yeah, though well, all yeah, these charities exactly, are where yeah, the rich people work so it's all, always that's where the money at middle class people from very privileged backgrounds mm. leading like and it's like how I mean if you're doing a good job great but clearly in lots of places they aren't i think it's just, it's just a balance it's the same era. sexual exploitation crap again and again and it's just yeah it's just like people and children g- like, it's getting yeah. old yeah people with free reign basically and again it's like, like it just makes me think of like you're going to places where people need help you're going because you've said oh something terrible has happened mm. let me try and help you take an advantage and then yeah and that's the like how fucked up is that but Which, i did yeah. hear um what's his name D- um bishop Desmond Tutu resigned as an ambassador of Oxfam following that. Um, And then supposedly one of the the lead directors or something said, as usual, reports, blah, 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 investigations. But I'm just like, you know, like, to be sincere, sometimes I would like to say that that you would have known. But to be honest, if you are not a part of that clique of the group and you're just like, that you're just the diversity hire that they've brought in Mm. or someone that they you're not a part of the boys group you get what i'm coming from like you can't actually be like in the dark about the stupid stuff that's happening you might have an inkling something's going on but they might not be allowing you in those meetings intentionally right or you don't know about the cover-up so like exactly no i do i do think yeah yeah, like you have to think about the workers like like there's a lot of people that would not have known yeah and it's sincerely like, like, to Which try to do like, a good job also frustrating so for example like i'm like good like desmond tutu step down but like think about now the discredited like for the good work that oxfam do so the people that like you said like are working really, yeah. really hard and you know Imagine. Are the people that are getting like support from them like who are um getting aid or like whatever else support that oxfam are giving them um <clears throat> and oxfam don't do international stuff they do lots of national stuff as well yeah, yeah. Mm. and they support like things like, i think they're like oxfam i'm just thinking of oxfam they do like music and stuff like that okay. and yeah, it's, so, like it's such a big organisation yeah, exactly. they do so much now like that's going to have a negative impact on everything like, yeah. uh, and like people are going to like withdraw funds they're going to like lose donors and it's like they can't like you know for fucking up they do deserve it but like the people that they're helping and actually doing a good job don't with, deserve don't, it yeah. Yeah. so it's just a, it's just like it's a catch 22 like they, it's like why why are you doing this don't take on that responsibility and then be dicks about it it's just a fucking creep rubbed it out on the whiteboard mm. so <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, um, um, but then 
Positive news? Yes. Well, oh my the God. Nike advert. Do you, do you watch it? Yeah, I love it. Oh, it's okay, so, so good. Okay, so the Nike advert, <laughs> yeah. basically, uh, so Nike have been um, moving towards this, I don't know if it's tokenism, but more diversity in, <laughs> in the stuff they offer, you know, to do the hijabi stuff. So they did this advert where mm-hmm. it's basically all around London and just talking about, the, it represents how difficult it is to exercise in like a big city and London life. And, mm. and then like, rather than it being like, oh no, it's raining. Like it basically represents <laughs> a lot of like young minorities around London. Yeah, and they're done. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a it's mixture of people. Team GB like like Great Britain has has invested so much in sport in the last few years. Like look at the way um how much better since we've 20- done in the Olympics since we've put more money yeah. into that area. It's just amazing to watch. Yeah, it's, big shacks in it. Yeah, I know everyone's <laughs> it, like you know when you're watching it and it's like Dry when they say zone six. Yeah, yeah, like and they're, they're like well, it, 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 yes, man, yeah, it take like, it take forever and a day to get from Croydon yeah. to anywhere in yeah, London. Exactly. As small as London is, it's massive. Well, it's flipping zone one to eight apparently. This is news yeah to nine thought, one nine. What what's zone nine? Zones on and not putting it in like TFL newsletter. It's who goes to zone nine? Like all the people that can't afford to live in. I get like ripped out of me for living in zone four and I'm like fuck you yeah I've got so many flipping I've got tube stops I've got overground yeah. I've got connections yeah you're Whereas, good like, when, you, when you say Croydon I'm like love what have you got, yeah, yeah. got buses yeah. and trams yeah. Yeah. and oh, trains so Switzerland like <laughs> <laughs> different country <laughs> it do but feel like that honestly like after a late night out yeah. but, but that's the thing I feel like the advert really captured this argument that yeah. we had like genuinely like about yeah mm. living in zone six is so long oh you're from like fucking Oh, fucking oh yeah I don't know why it's zone 4 you're like zone 4 but you're like oh in East London it's affordable and then it's like oh my god it takes me like an hour to get to your house and we like blah blah blah, blah. and just it was just very much like it took me 20 minutes it was really it was really I cried but I think that's because I was due on but I was like, it just felt totally like really, it really like I don't know it really I was captured. Happy. I had the opposite. I was like, I was without like, taking, I cried without take, without taking the piss too. Like it was yeah. like, oh, it's, people are learning to, I think, diversify in terms of their marketing. Like mm-hmm. to let people who can tell the stories genuinely to tell the yeah, story. Like it yeah. goes back to yeah. Black Panther. It goes to like the Nike advert and even just regular TV chewing gum yeah. stuff like that. Like you can see stories that make sense. Like it's not yeah. they're not taking the piss. Yeah, you and it's get. just yeah, it's like yeah, it's not very. It's not like you know, oh, we just got a black person here. If we got yeah. like we got like their storytellers yeah it was very yeah it was very yeah. accurate if you haven't watched it you should watch it if you wonder where it's like i mean other than, yeah unless yeah, like on youtube lives in like black minority british experiences and it wasn't just minorities it was like I white kids asian london, yeah. london experience yeah like, young yeah, london like, experience like, that's how i grown up it. in the last like i don't know decade and a half like yeah, that's what i felt 90s like, down. Like, yeah. and I, I actually want to talk about that so i was looking on twitter and i've seen um this twitter page that i follow like just uh, retweet someone so someone you know like uh, again like sometimes um is that like black and then politically black so they were like oh like nike you know have no problem um you know like getting bangladeshis and pakistani kids to like sew their footballs for like 2p an hour yeah but mm-hmm. they won't put a brown person in the advert like and it wasn't like i don't know if it was intentionally just like a black representation but i don't think that mattered and then there was like a an young asian woman that like uh, responded to that really well and she was just like um i don't think every single person that that said made this point um mm-hmm. had uh you know was saying that with racism with towards the, black people mm-hmm. like as in minorities like south asians mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she was like, a lot of them, uh, without realising, had an intentional bias. And we should be proud. Like, yeah, representation is not uh, uh, perfect. And it makes sense. It's a valid point. But that's not... We should be celebrating the fact that um, what they have done is actually put people of colour on there. Yeah. And actually, mm-hmm. like, 
talked about that you know the majority of people buying Nike stuff in the UK you know yeah it's people that want to work out and exercise and do sports but it also says young kids like can I have a Nike shoes yeah, I asked for Nike shoes I never got them I got fake ones when I was 11 <laughs> and um, and I picked silver Nikes with pink ticks thank you very much but yeah my mum was like you can have fake ones because they cost half the price yeah. I was like thank you very much I'll take them but like, <laughs> but, like no, I just remember I wanted Nike shoes so bad because yeah. they were cool and like I'm whatever. wearing Nike shoes as we speak but yeah like, it's, it's like young you. kids aspirations like so and it's often like people who can't afford it so their families work really hard to give them stuff that is cool and that they want yeah, yeah. that's the thing I think it, I think that's actually the perfect way to describe it is it captures young London experience like yeah. genuine that bus the bus do get the tube like, yes. like, yeah. Yeah. yeah and it, yeah it was very it's very accurate if you want to look like learn a bit about black British experiences or like sorry that young me. London experiences <laughs> I'm just saying it black British is my, like, in my head but. but I didn't think that like so like you know as a brown woman when mm-hmm. I watched it I completely uh, like obviously when I read that tweet I was like oh yeah it was all just black people but I didn't feel like that when I watched yeah, it yeah, I was yeah. just like oh this is maybe it's just an I didn't realise until up I saw was, the background yeah I've grown yeah. up with lots of different minorities yeah. and stuff so yeah I was just like it's like me like, it's like these look like people that could all go to my school yeah. Like, that's, yeah yeah that's yeah I think I actually really like the London culture I think it I think it's important that we don't think it's just black culture it's like Asian like yeah. white definitely I saw that it wasn't just shot around like London Bridge Central London it was like shot in like outside chicken shops yeah. and yeah. states where there's yes. basketball yeah. and corner I, like, shops. I had one yes. just like that yeah. and just like grey weather and it was just like the colours were like you it know, was, it was playing yeah. tennis in the freaking yeah, rain say, it looked yeah. horrible because it did like London looks horrible sometimes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like even like when there, there was a scene where someone's walking down the street with the person in the backpack and it was just like it's such a like residential London street you know those terrace houses it was just like that sort of stuff I grew up in an area and the woman was like running through Lewisham at night and I was like I get you yeah, yeah, I got to run through Beckham at night yeah. and she, no, she wasn't an athlete mate she was just going home yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally <laughs> that's what yeah, made like being a woman in London yeah. Yeah. exactly um, um, but yeah should we go to get it off your chest yes yes, yes. So yes. I've got a quick rant let me try and make it quick anyway um, but so I bought um tickets for Hamilton for my brother for mm-hmm. uh, his birthday because I'm an amazing sister and me and Nima are going as well yes. but anyway I was looking at the tickets I realised I hadn't got the tickets yet so I was like oh let me check like what's going on mm-hmm. and then I th- but I kind of kind of knew they'd had like a special method to get the tickets or whatever so I was like oh yeah. let me check and I remember them saying you have to take the card with you and mm-hmm. I was like okay let me do this and then I was looking at it said you cannot buy Hamilton tickets as gifts the person that comes the person who um, buys a ticket with their card has to go and they have to bring ID to prove who they are and they have to bring the email and I was like uh, I'm not going long, yeah. and then I rang um, Ticketmaster and they were like oh you have to cancel your ticket if, you, if you're if you not going and I was like uh, did you get money back though? yeah but why would I cancel my ticket for Hamilton? yeah um, but yeah like I was like I don't know. So I'm, I'm surely, saying, I'm surely saying, you can why get. Why wouldn't you? Because I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. My, it's not. It's not my ticket. It's my brother's birthday present. Yeah, yeah, to no, me. No, yeah. No. But I was just like, what? So what was the solution? Because I remember, like, I was messaging you, Jay, and I was like, oh, this is what. What is going to happen? Yeah, and so you were like, I think I can do this. Yeah, I was like, okay, let me because you know what happens. Like when you ring like Ticketmaster or anything, I was like, surely, like, like it'll be fine. They are useless when I rang them. For they time. really yeah. are. Yeah. Like they Honestly, read, like, terms and conditions. That's, like, that's, that's all they, they say, read. Say to they you. read back to you what you've already read. Yeah, that's the thing. So I was like, the mess. But I was like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call the theatre because they're often much nicer. And I spoke to them and the guy was... They're the ones checking it on the day, right? Yeah. And the guy was... I was like, oh, how does it... You know, how strict is it? Because I'm not going. (laughs) Yeah. And then he was like, oh, I think there's a thing where basically you have to cancel... You swap it, swap the card over if you get what I mean. Like, and they was, but it said they have to have this... They were like, does the person you get tickets for have the same surname as you or live at the same address? And I was like, not the same address but we do have the same last name thank yeah. god we're family and then um they were like oh it's like we should be able to like 
we put oh, a request. We put a request to Ticketmaster I, to change it. But I was yeah. like, this is so it's long. It's amazing. I was just like pro ethnic families. We all got the same name. We usually live at the same address. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I'm like, all registered at the same address. Yeah, exactly. Never change it. Yeah. That, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll be fine. And then basically, the woman they were quite nice. Like, it's funny. This happened to me when I went to see Dreamgirls. She sent like, it's very clear on the message that you cannot buy this gifts. Blah blah blah. However, we would like to help you. So here's the number. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what we happened. understand struggle yeah, and not yeah, enough yeah, of us yeah, go yeah, to watch it. Yeah. That's what the um, Dreamgirls people did when I complained about the understudies. They were mm-hmm. like, uh, we cannot guarantee blah, 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 but however, you can have two tickets. And I, was like, oh. yeah. I was like, don't scare me with the beginning of the email. But yeah, like, of course. Why is that yeah, I don't know. You you know, it's like, That's okay, funny. I understand Hamilton tickets are like good, but like, ID. I was like, but if, mm-hmm. if I just gave them my card, obviously, I trust the person that I give my card to. Yeah. Like, I'm not and it wasn't how many months ago. It's yeah. not like someone's gifts. Like, you wouldn't, like, yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's a great gift, like, and it's like it makes sense. Yeah. They need to find a way to like loosen up that. Yeah, but I was it's like, probably oh. to stop people. I think they're probably it's trying to, stop to people selling. Yeah, 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 selling. But yeah. that doesn't stop people selling. Like, it makes yeah. them mad. Yeah, and mm. I was like, well, people. I was saying, surely just having they definitely have the same card would stop people selling it mm. if they didn't let you swap the card. And I gave my brother my card. Yeah, like obviously I don't just give my card to anyone. Like exactly. it's like it's a bit. And this was months ago. Yeah, that exactly. You got the tickets. Yeah. Oh, oh, whatever. But I, it should be sorted. It hasn't been sorted yet, but they're meant to ring me and but like, also, people at the theatre are nice. Be, fine. Just, yeah, flipping, you know what? People ruin it for other people because like I've been in situations where last minute I've been really ill or we couldn't go and you spent a lot of money on tickets. Why not give it to someone like as in like just to let a face value or even just give it to someone that you know? Yeah. Like whether it's, you know, like someone you know or like through some website or something. Like like why waste that someone else that really wants to go let him go yeah exactly mm, mm. when well, I missed Aziz Ansari but he's a dick now anyway so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but anyway so uh, Stacey you have a confession about Titanic which worries me because it's like my favourite film what? I was about to say is your Titanic no it's not me don't oh it's you don't blame me no, who I put confession to Titanic? Titanic that's so weird we made notes guys and what's happened is we have no I thought confession. it was you no I didn't put, I didn't put that Did I, I thought you put it I haven't watched Titanic in I thought it was you because um, me and you were talking about Titanic earlier in the week so I was yeah, like, so oh, that's that why I thought it was you maybe I wrote I don't it. have a confession about Titanic hmm. no do I do I I'm obsessed with I it I tell you some yeah, facts no, about Titanic I'm really interested in it like the real Titanic yeah the movie there was one black man aboard and he died that they, you know, the problems. The reason it sank sure there was was, more wasn't because it hit the iceberg. It should have survived that. It's because the engineers knew there was something wrong with the. F- like this came out very recently mm. in the last year or so. There was, but there, a was fire. Like, there was those fires on board in the engines. Like there was engineering problems and there were small fires and they weren't put out. And basically they just didn't want it because of the publicity and like how big it was. The engineers were like, I think tried to warn and they were like, yeah, fuck it, just just go, man. Um, and they wait were, before they even left yeah, the there dock. Was, there was engineering problems. Like there was um before there was yeah, a fire before. They, they basically the, the Titanic was not ready to sell because there was engineering problems and there was like small fires and I think they were there from you know so there was going to be engine problems regardless but it might have made the journey if it didn't hit the iceberg and that's why it sank so far because I think the fires weakened like the support in the middle or something like that, that so when it sense. hit it basically just like crack like hot and cold you know hot and cold mm, don't work yeah, yeah we've all, we've all <laughs> so put water in a dishwasher to think out of the dishwasher you reckon descendants of the Titanic could like like sue for that I mean, now they, they know what like, I think the they real could do. Left love. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you not see family or family, <laughs> but like family life. I, well, well, I mean, I think they would have sued over the whole lifeboats thing. But such, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> such an American that's mentality. That's money anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. they were like, we're good actually. Yeah, yeah. We, we made it. We straight as long I as we. They're suing back then. Anyway, there's statute of no, limitations, isn't it? Yeah, lucky for um, it's a Titanic British, right? From I, it was going from England to America. No, but it's like a British, like a Tatum as Belfast, something like that, right? It was Titanic. What is it called? <laughs> what am I saying? I don't know. We don't I'm know. I'm very confused. Like the Titanic, it was a British ship, right? That went to America. I don't know. 
I think Let's so. I it think was it was British Britain's built. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like... Colonialist. Uh, yeah, and I think they thought that if anything... I don't know what they thought we were going to do, like, just let the poor people die first regardless. Like, yeah, oh my God, it's so sad. It. But, mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Okay, so I guess that's the end of the show. Um, <laughs> because I really, don't know anything about Titanic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> I really thought that was you, but maybe it was me. Um, but yeah, I guess that's the end of the show. So if you'd like to follow us on social media, so it's Instagram, mm. uh, is brownabouttown.ldn. Yes. Uh, Instagram, Instagram. Um, Twitter is brownabouttown underscore. Oh. Email us at um, brownabouttown.ldn at gmail.com. Just like Scott, you'll get read, read out on the uh, the show. Yeah, and we'll then talk about you. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Geezer. Deezer. 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 Yeah, so I've been Jay. I'm Nima. And Stacey. See you later. Bye. Why do you always do that? <laughs>